everyone. Welcome to the Bookyard Podcast. This is your host, Adiola Sonola. Today we have a fantastic and, you know, a special guest who is going to be introducing herself to you um, in a few minutes. But do not go away. You must wait until the end of this podcast because we have something sweet and nice for you. It's a big surprise, as we do all the time. But, you know, until you wait, you have to wait until the end to be able to sort of... um, have or know about what this secret is so um i'm introducing my co-host who is um soji fagade hello soji how are you doing today i'm very well thank you Adiela. i'm really very well um what we tend to do is this we tend to have this little um how do how do i put this now I have this little intro which sort of tells you a little yeah. about, about, the, about the program right while we wait for our guests to turn up um we'll just put that up and then yeah. thank you so how are you today hello soji hi how are you doing how are you today I'm doing absolutely wonderful. Uh, how about you? It's great to be back. I'm right? fine. Is it sunny where you are today? It's absolutely fantastic. It's well, it's not. I wouldn't call it quite where sunny. A little bit grey, a little bit dreary, but I've learned not to let the weather rule my life. You know. <laughs> I know. I know where you live in UK anyway, so you. I know, right? I know. I know. I know. Right, so who's our guest today? Tell us, everyone's waiting. Well, she's someone really special. I've worked with her in the past. Um, okay. She's um, into, she's a character audio actress or voice actress, I think they call them. She's going to tell us all about it because it's a new sort of um, area for me, you know, but I've worked with, I wanted to almost mention the name, but I'm not going to. So I've worked with this person in the past. This person is wonderful. They're an expert in the area where they sort of specialize in. Um, you know, everything nice about them. So, People are waiting. People are waiting. Come I on. know, I know, I know, I know. So can you show the face of this mystery guest so that our people will see? Drum roll, hey. <laughs> Hello, Caroline. Hey, yeah, she's here. Hey, I feel like you've built me up too much now. I'm like this fantastic, amazing expert in my area. Hello. No, but you are, you are an expert, you know, because I've worked with you in the and you were an absolute professional. You know why I tell people about this work that I do? Um, you know, people introduce people to you and you meet people online and mm. you don't know what you're going to get. Is either they are professional or they are not. But I've been really blessed since I started working on my books that most of the people I've met have been professional. If I work with someone who is not professional, then I don't, they don't become a repeat sort of um, client for me or customer, whatever you call it. So, yeah, you know, so, you know, it's been great working with you, but I'm going to leave you to sort of introduce yourself very briefly and um, tell us how you got to where you are. How did you get into audio, you know, being a voice actress? And then we'll take it from there. So, um, well, the main reason I do it is because it's the only thing I can do really well. I'm rubbish at everything else in life, but I can do funny voices in front of a microphone and I just love it so um to wind back i have always 
mimicked people. So even when I was like a little kid, I was talking really, really early and I have just mimicked. I always used to pick accents up. I remember when I was like at primary school, I would put puppet shows on, like in the front of my class, I'd be like, I'm going to put a show on. I would turn a table up sort of on one side and then I would bring sock puppets in and I, th- I think my teachers must have thought I was insane so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I've always been like creating characters and doing funny voices and um yeah just the the love of drama and the love of acting has always been there so um I as you know you go through school and you um do your GCSEs and then you do your A-levels and you start to narrow down and narrow down and I ended up really lucky I went to drama school at the age of um, 19, I went to a, an amazing drama school up in Manchester and I studied full time for three years. I mean, just the best three years of my life. Oh. Um, my teacher was incredible. My main acting teacher, he trained Steve Coogan, he trained Julie Walters, he trained Bernard Hill. I mean, some incredible actors have gone through that school. And um graduated first class honors brilliant on the way and then um and then i had children which really mm. throws a spanner in the, in the works and i love my kids i have three children and um you have three kids don't you Adiola? so you know, do, yeah. you know you, yeah. you know how yeah. this goes you they just take over your life and mm. suddenly i wasn't able to go and do the tv anymore suddenly i wasn't able to go on theater tours But something I always loved was audio drama. And every time I got into a voice booth, it's like I'm coming home. I just love Mm. being in front of the microphone. Um, So I didn't work for about 10 years. No, I'm lying, actually. I did work while my children were very little. I started my own business with a friend, writing and telling children's stories. So my puppets came out again. It was called Drama Llamas. And um, we have about 60 stories and we use props and music and we tell the stories using puppets and props. And I did that for like 10 years. And then COVID came along. So Mm. we're running weekly classes and we're going into nurseries. And that's kind of scratching that performance itch that I had. Okay. So, uh, but I'm I'm performing to preschoolers. I mean, you know, um, and then COVID came along, and that kind of killed that business because I couldn't go into nurseries. We couldn't oh, go into rooms yeah. full of forty people. Certainly not with incredibly snotty preschoolers climbing all over yeah. us, probably covered in COVID. Um, we tried doing it online. It didn't work. No. And then, and then I discovered audiobooks. And I have always wanted to do audiobooks. And suddenly, as so many people had this hiatus in their life to go, I've been doing this, but what else could I be doing? And Mm. um, I did an audiobook narration course and it was like, oh, I'm coming home. This is it. (laughs) (laughs) And then I just have been narrating audiobooks. So in in the introduction, you talked about voice actor and voice artist, and they're two kind of different things. So a voice artist is someone who does commercials and narration. And I do lots of that as well. I do do commercial work and narration work and documentary work. But my love is audiobooks. Audiobooks. Yeah. So so I was able to pick up where I'd left off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Thank you, because I wasn't sure. I know sometimes you're thinking, you know, voice actor, voice actress, audiobook. I just thought all of you were one happy family. I didn't know what the difference was. So thank you for clarifying that. You know. You're welcome. And then can you tell the listeners um, the skills and the processes involved in what you do? Because um, I must say that, you know, when I came into your studio to record some of my Yoruba um, which you were amazing at, by the way. <laughs> I was so scared when I got there. I was like, oh, oh so good. That was so fun. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, that was good, actually. It was, it was, it was another skill I picked up, but I'm not going to leave my... I need, you, um, I need to get you back yeah. in because, uh, yeah, there's some recording yeah. we need to do, Leggy. Yeah, that we need to do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's interesting. So if you can tell the listeners about, you know, you know the skills and the process involved in what you do and... Um, if they want to get into it, for example, how can they? Something like that. Okay, so um, the process for me, as um, every audiobook narrator has their own process, and we can spend hours discussing it with each other. We have a lot of conversations about who does what, when, and getting tips and tricks because it is a really, it is a happy family. We do have a brilliant community in the, in the UK audiobook narrating community, and everyone is different. But my process is I, well, you get an audition. So there's various places where I can find um, work. ACX is probably the main one for me at the moment, which is the um, the production arm of Audible. Yeah. Yeah. So Amazon, Audible. um, And on ACX, anybody who's written a book can then put an audition onto ACX which um, as a narrator you can go on and you can search for um, publishers that are looking for a voice that's a certain age range a language um, an accent that you do a genre and you can really be quite granular in the searching that you can do and then that filters that search and you then go through the results and see which books you want to audition for and that's what you do you literally just uh, a a script is uploaded a portion of a script is uploaded and you then record that to the best of your ability with the information that you're given and then the narrator reviews that and then hopefully you get the job um and then my process is bizarrely people don't always do this but read the book (laughs) And not everybody uh, so you have book. to read everything um, before you sort of start yeah, narrating. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, even before you sit down in front of the microphone, you read the book. Now, I I've been to some conferences and workshops where people have gone, no, I don't read it. I just, you know, I feel like I'm on a journey with the listener. And you go, but what, mm-hmm. hap- what happens if, you know, something like there's a bombshell at the end? Or and yeah, I have yeah. this kind of thing happen where, where someone will narrate a whole book and then it will say on the last page. And he turned to her and said in his thick Irish brogue. And you go, oh, my gosh. I haven't done this in an Irish accent. I've got to start again. Yeah. You know, this happens. So I read the book. Uh, so I read the book. And sometimes I read it twice uh, because you are doing everything. This is the joy and the curse of audiobooks. Yeah. You are every character. And you are 
reading the scenery, you are reading the action. It's like doing a play and describing the yep. scenery and reading all yep. the stage directions. Okay. I mean, you are everything in that book. So you really have to get the world in your head. You have mm. to be in that world. You have to see that world and you have to try and understand every character. Um, so you're playing characters and this is the joy. You get mm. to play characters that you would never get cast as, right? I get to play <laughs> big, powerful men, you know? Yeah, I would never get yeah. cast as that. Um, and it's amazing. And you get to play incredible characters. But you have to understand each character. And you have to understand their motivation. You have to understand what's going on in every single scene. And this is before you sit down in front of the microphone. And then you have to think about their voices. And it's not... A lot of people think it's about doing silly voices, doing different voices, but very no, often it will just, no. and I'm not brilliant at this. I'm really working on this, but very subtle mm. changes in energy and voice between characters. Mm. But that's your job as an actor is to find the physicality of each character. So you, it's yeah. really active. You move around a lot. Okay. Interesting. And, um, <laughs> sorry, sorry to interrupt you. I mean, I, sorry, I, I'll, I will keep talking, but I, I, I should let you guys like, speak a little I'm bit like as well. So, so fascinated <laughs> with this whole voice thing, you know, because I mean, okay, so I, I do a bit of uh, sports podcasting as well, sorry, podcasting, right? And mm. I, I find that it sort of reminds me of, you know, those famous football commentators or sports commentators who, mm. um, especially when they're not on TV, they're on radio, for instance, right? The channel enable you to capture the whole essence of the yeah. scene the environment the atmosphere what's going on in the field and make you feel as if you're part of the whole essence now yeah. you sort of described that in almost like in, in very very fine way of you like what how do you actually get to the heart of those characters you know i mean how, what, 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 do you, what do you do to sort of pick up the the vibe if you like you know i make a lot of notes as i go through the book mm -hmm. So, okay. um, you know, you, there's, there's a series of things that you know about a character. So, you know, yeah. generally, you know, their age, their name, right. you know, where they live. And, yeah. you know, there are always things that you know. Yeah. And then there are other clues throughout the book. There are things that other characters say. And, and so, the joy, actually, of books is very often you get the internal monologue of a character. So right. you get to actually in a play sometimes you have to guess what they're thinking but in a book um they you very often hear the thoughts of the character and that is so helpful um so you you have to then um try and work out the relationship so what i literally read the book and i write a, 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 i'm making notes i'm writing a different page for each character so i have a notebook and as each character turns up, I start a new page in my notebook for that character. Mm -hmm. And I sometimes I'll write down their hair color. Mm -hmm. um, how, you know, someone might say, oh, she's so thin. And you go, okay, she's thin. And all oh. of these are tiny, but, but a thin person will behave differently. You, there's a reason, there's a character point that the, you know, you know this, Adiola, you, no yes. word is accidental. No, a, a write, no, I don't. Honestly, writers, I don't know how you do it. How you sit yeah. and write and agonise over every single word. So, if no, the character is described as thin, there's yeah. a reason for that. 
you know yeah. that that detail has been put in there yeah. mm-hmm. and yeah. so as as a narrator it's my job to honor the what the writer has done and take mm. note of that and yeah. do something with it mm. Mm. um so i will i literally write everything down and then i sit with the character and i you know there's techniques that uh you learn as an actor i mean mm. they sound crazy but yeah. actors do this there's, there's a technique that i use quite a lot that's called larban Laban. which um the Laban technique it's um it's it can be it can get quite complicated and detailed but basically mm-hmm. it talks about different qualities of movement within the body um right. which so dab let's say so if a character is quite nervous you right. might make them dabby so that when they speak they're sort of they dab and you literally dab your hand. So it's you move a lot as you're narrating. And if a character is dabby, they dab, they speak in little dabs. So a character, you may have made a decision that a character is dabby based on the mm-hmm. fact that, that, I don't know, they like riding horses or something. I don't know. Um, or, or a character might, there's a quality called ring. If a character is very emotionally... Um, upset or kind of drained you might bring a ringing quality mm-hmm. to their voice so right. you you kind of you can kind of move like this as you're talking as that character um, and the way you move affects your voice so i will then do a laban scale and i will go well i think this person is dabby with a bit of ring or mm. punchy or uh, i will look at, at my laban chart and i will assign movements to each character and see how that feels and then eventually I, you have to make a decision the most important thing and you you again you have this as an author you make a decision yeah, if you I haven't mean. made a decision that comes through so you have to make a decision about a character not yeah. everyone's going to like it and no, it's not going to be no, the right no. decision for everybody but yes. you are creating this piece of art so you, then you, you go through your range of options and then you go this is my decision and then yeah. you record absolutely fantastic yeah. caroline honestly because um i'm i'm like sitting here thinking you know you, th- you just think oh people just pick up books and they read it and you know make like you said make funny voices but when you think yeah. about it sometimes right you you hear it said with sales for instance right some people when they're training salesmen they say to you look when you pick up the phone, smile like a smile on someone, right? Because if you don't have a smile on your face when you pick up the phone, someone, you know, it, you come, you don't come across as, as if you're enthusiastic and yeah. like involved and engaged, yeah. you know. So you sort of have, you sort of exude positive vibes, you know. But you can do that with a smile. And when you put that smile on your face, it's like you're smiling too, and they can see you, you know, smiling, no. you know. But if you have a wrong face, I mean, it shows in your voice as well, you know. So it's amazing. Now, yeah. you switch sort of brings me to the next question. I'm going to ask you. About, I know you've got a sort of, um, when you have plenty of, I mean, authors, you've probably dealt with lots of different people, you know, and when it comes to um, them giving you maybe a book to say, okay, fine, I'd like you to do an, uh, an audio narration of this for us, right? And so you then decide, okay, what is this going to look like in terms of A, the length, uh, B, what sort of, I mean, take you're going to put on it, what sort of. Uh, no one's going to sort of, you dabby. know, you know. <laughs> how dabby is this book? Yeah. And how all that distills into the final product, you know, um, it will be, how, 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 how does that work? Well, um, you're given a word count and there is, there you can do word count calculators depending on your reading speed. 
So mm. you can go online and go, okay, this is 10,000 words. How many hours will that yeah. be? I don't know, seven and a half hours, depending on. Yeah. Um, but you, you have to think about the audience as well, because there's, um, I do work, uh, I do narration and short stories for companies that do kind of bedtime stories. Yeah. So that's a lot slower. So yeah. that's just going to take longer. So you, uh, you do it per finished hour. Mm. So you go, well, this is, 10,000 words at this speed, it will be seven and a half finished hours, right. we think. And it's generally pretty accurate. Um, but if if I'm doing it as a bedtime story where I literally <laughs> read it at this speed, which yeah. is really hard to do, um, it's you going to take You fall asleep yourself, don't you, even reading it? Oh, you just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've dry, I've glazed over. I have to go back because I have no idea what I just said. But um, yeah, so it it de it depends on how fast you read, really. Mm. But obviously, if you read too fast, the person hearing can't understand. So, um, yeah, you you do it per finished hour and yeah. assume that you're going to read at a fairly normal speed most of the time. So, do you do like multiple takes, or you just sort of? No, I have a, we have a clever piece of kit that's called punch and roll. Okay. So um, how do I describe punch and roll? So you're reading, 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 and you inevitably fall over you, yourself or you come across something yeah. that's just impossible to say. Not that you'd ever write anything impossible to say, Adio. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, once, I, once I once did a book where there was a character in it called uh, Stroud. I think he was like the Duke of Stroud. And he mm. shrugged a lot. And try saying mm. Stroud shrugged. It was, it just every time. This guy would not stop shrugging Stroud. <laughs> um, so what what you do is um, you pause the recording. You're fallen over, I've fallen over. Right, lovely. Pause the recording yeah. at the point just before you made the mistake. And then you press your shortcuts on your keyboard and the recording rolls back. I think it's five seconds. Right. And then you hear yourself back in your headphones, five seconds of your previous bit of narration, mm -hmm. and then it starts recording at the point where you made a mistake. So you can just seamlessly pick it up. Fall, fall back into oh. it. Oh, so right. yeah, it, yeah, fall straight back into it, which yeah. saves the huge amount of heartache having to go back, re-record. Um, and it, it's, it takes a while to get used to it, but once you're used to it, then you're away it's just great yeah, and and you learn you learn to to not swear you just you know because you can <laughs> oh, but you just go okay fine i made a mistake punch and roll crack on yeah. um yeah and yeah. uh i think if if you don't always get a brilliantly well written book but if you get a book mm. that's got a lovely rhythm to it you know your mistakes are fewer yes. but mm. but your mistake you do quite a lot of mistakes at the start of a book but when you get into the rhythm of it maybe after the first three or four pages and you start yeah. getting the rhythm of the book and your mistakes become fewer and fewer as you go along okay. and then right, someone well. proofs that you get a proofreader who then literally reads listens to you with the text and then comes back with pickups um oh, but hopefully you don't have so many yeah, that's really interesting. So if, for example, so Soji or myself, if we wanted to, you know, dabble, not dabbing, dabble <laughs> into your area of expertise, 
what skill do you think we need? What, what skill? So if I want to do what you're doing and I came to you and to say, oh, Caroline, you know, I'm tired. I've tried this. It didn't work. I've tried that. It didn't work. I'm really interested in what you do. What skill do I need to do it? What would you say? You, well, the main thing you need to do, I think, is practice sight reading. Because right. a, a lot of people go, oh, I've been told I've got a lovely voice, so um, I'm going to get into this. But if you can't sight read well, then you are just mm -hmm. constantly going to be making mistakes. You're going to be falling over yourself. So you need to have really strong sight reading skills, which can be learned, can be practiced. I mean, literally just read out loud for an hour or half an hour every day um read different things read um poetry read newspapers read fiction read as much stuff as you can out loud and a a really good sight reading skill i think is probably more important than a beautiful voice because i don't believe in i don't believe in people having beautiful voices i think your yeah. voice is your voice and every voice is different and every voice is unique and there's no such thing as a beautiful voice because uh, is, this, is this caroline taylor being modest here or uh, <laughs> i don't really have a beautiful voice it just it just comes naturally right just take your voice like no, this. honestly honestly i think i think some people um i think everybody has a beautiful voice i think the human voice is just an incredible thing and uh it's you know it's not about sounding beautiful because emotion <laughs> emotion is, is not is not beautiful is it you know anger is not no. you know no one sounds beautiful when they're being angry no one sounds yeah. beautiful when they're crying but if you can yeah. access that emotion and bring it through mm. um i think i think sight reading is Part for audiobook narrations, a good sight reading skill is really, really, really important. And microphone okay. technique, because you are uh, just, you know, get some microphone technique training. Um, yeah. Because because if you're if you're in a very intimate scene, you know, you need to know that you can speak quietly into the microphone. But then if you're shouting, you need to know that you you know back yeah. here, you know, you shout yeah, from um, back here. And sometimes um, you've got to switch between the two very quickly. So yeah. a good mic technique. And hydration, hydration, drink, 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 drink. I was drinking a lot of water. So if you have to score me for that little walk I did in your studio, mm. zero over ten. I'm putting you on the spot now. Mm -hmm. For that little walk I did, um, what is my score? What mark do I get from zero to ten? I think you did so well, honestly. Oh, and and do you know what the main thing was, Adiola? Is direction. This is the other thing you need to be able to take direction okay. yeah so you you do it one way and then someone says that's great can you try this and this and this and some yeah. people just can't do that some people mm. can only do it in one way so if you can take direction and switch it up mm. you're well on your way so yeah. I, I i'd give you a good solid seven it was Aww. good it was really good thank you and i'm you're coming welcome. back to do more so you know yeah yeah, yeah you've got some you've got some oh. How much did she pay you to say that? Nothing. <laughs> it's amazing. This woman's energy is phenomenal. I don't know how she, honestly, how she packs so much into a day. Did, did you hear what I said, Caroline? I said, how much did she pay you? <laughs> Nothing. She didn't. She didn't pay me a thing. She's fantastic. Right. The, weird, the weird thing is, the weird thing is, is when, when we did this, um, recording you were in you were speaking in yoruba right yes i was yeah i was speaking so i was 
I was narrating your love tweets book, which was yes. fantastic. So a series of short poems and some of which were written in Yoruba. And you said yeah. to me, it's fine. I'll just, you know, you can just, I'll, I'll do a recording for you and you can copy it. And I was like, are you having a laugh? That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> of course I can speak Yoruba. Why don't you do it? So um, we, you translated it, translated the Yoruba into English. So into I recorded it. the yeah. English version and then you recorded the Yoruba. Um, yeah. So I was reading the English version. Yeah. Um, whilst you did the Yoruba and what was uh, it it, I couldn't kind of understand what you were saying I couldn't you know to me it was sounds you know like when Mm. you hear a language that you don't speak you can Mm. base it out because you know you don't hear the sounds but the emotion I mean Mm. you know because Mm. as as I say we're we're humans our voices are what make us human and I couldn't understand the words, but I could understand the emotion, and it was yeah. beautiful. I mean, it was just fantastic. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. I found that interesting, though, because after that experience, what I said to people was that Caroline doesn't speak Yoruba, but at every point, you were saying to me, um, because you could see the translation in English, and you were saying I wasn't putting in the right emotions, and I'm thinking, mm. how does she know that, you know? And I got what you were saying. You say, reread it. You know, you have to do this. You have to do that. And um, that was really interesting. Seriously. Well, it's like Soji said, you can hear when someone's smiling. Yeah. Like yeah. if you can't see their face, you can hear yeah. when they're smiling and you can yeah. hear when they're not. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know what that is. It's some kind of connection with what you're saying. But I could hear when you were connected and when you weren't. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you connected. It was good. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Great to have have you here. Speaking of, and I'm sorry to Yeah. Sorry, sorry, to interrupt you, Adela. Speaking of languages, yeah. right? So everyone that hears Adela or Soji thinks, okay, this sounds like a Yoruba name. If you know what Soji means, right? Yeah. And I hear Caroline Pantosi. Okay, Caroline. Okay, it could be English. It could. But Pantosi Italian. sounds Italian, right? Yeah, it's Italian. Right. So, um, so when you uh, when you when you have an Italian surname, everyone goes, "Do you speak Italian?" And you go, "No." <laughs> <laughs> it's my it's it's a married name. It's my husband's name. But right. um, okay. it, so the name I'm going to tell you about the name Fantozzi now. Please. Okay. Please do. So in England, the name Fantozzi is really cool. Like people are like, "Oh my God, is that Italian?" And you go, "Yeah, it is. Mm. It's really cool." <laughs> In Italy, and, 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 and you, right? Are they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, amazing. Um, and I am learning Italian. I'm getting there. But um, okay. when you go to Italy, in the 70s and 80s, there was a series of films about mm. a character, Signor Fantozzi, oh, who is right. the Italian equivalent of Mr. Bean. Oh, so, really? And I swear to God, we have just been to Italy this summer. And every time we go to Italy, someone just laughs at us, especially like we, this, this time, this time we were getting the hire car and the woman behind the hire desk was like, you know about your name, right? And I was like, yes. Really? And they literally laugh at us. Yeah. So in England, it sounds really cool. But in Italy, we're just the Bean like family. Bean. Like, yeah, we're Mr. Bean. And they, I mean, honestly, 
everyone once this uh we were in sardinia a couple of years ago and this italian guy came over and he was like why do you have this name why do you have this name i'm so sorry Fantastic. don't worry i will rep- i'll be your lawyer when you're seeing your husband for yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah but oh, it's marriage so thank you so much thank you so before we go you're gonna give us one big tip or trick or secret so the listeners, you know, they come all the time and listen to the podcast and we want them to take just one thing away, one thing. So today, if they were taking one thing away, that one thing, what will it be, Caroline? Okay, so this podcast is for writers who want to self-publish, yes. right? And I think um, audiobooks, do an audiobook if you're yes. going to self-publish and launch it at the same time as your physical yes. book, because... Yes. Um, it is not so many people think that audiobooks are, you know, the slightly stupid little brother mm. of actually reading. And study after study after study mm. has proved mm. that when you listen to an audiobook, it uses mm. the same part of your brain as when you're reading. You're engaging your imagination in exactly the same way. And I, I do both. I'm a voracious reader. But I'm also yeah. a voracious audiobook listener. So yeah. when I'm doing my boring household chores, when I'm walking, mm-hmm. I listen to audiobooks as well. And there are some incredible audiobooks out there. So do not assume that it is a lesser art form. Mm-hmm. A lot, I mean, as I've told you, a lot goes into making these books huge. They're, they are labors of love and yeah. um, do an audiobook. Do an audiobook because you will reach a wider audience as well. Of course, of course, yeah. I think that's the reason why I um, sort of went into that because I was told, oh, you know, your audio, your books, people can't read them, but some people can't read. So if mm. they can't read, there has to be another way to access your book, which is listening to it. So yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. I'll consider yeah. that. And, and, and like, you know, young, young mums, when, when my kids were tiny, I didn't have time to read. I could barely see. Um, so mm. an audio book is amazing amazing because yeah. because you can be doing stuff while you're listening and um it just opens up a whole new audience and and opens your books up to them yeah yeah so thank you thank you thank you caroline thank you so oh, thank welcome. you listeners. pleasure guys i know this is the end of our you know um podcast for this episode um thank you to caroline thank you to soji i hope you picked one or two things that you're going to run with um, if we're going to contact you, Caroline, okay, so the listeners are thinking, uh, all right, okay, that is not to do my Is that really? Is that how you want your listeners to be? I don't know. Maybe that's Darby. I don't know. I'm they need to be, be like, hooray. How can, we, how can we take this further? This was amazing. Yeah, so if we want to then reach Caroline, um, how do we reach you? How can the listeners reach you? If they want to, you, just, can. you know, well, I have a you. website. I have a website, www.carolinefantozzi.com, right. or you can email me, caroline at carolinefantozzi.com, or you can okay. find me on, search for me on ACX, look for the narrators okay. on ACX. Okay. Beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful. We'll, we'll put all those details on the description uh, section below and leave your comments. You know, if you're here for the first time, subscribe to the channel, you know, like. And obviously send us your comments and, and let's let know how you feel about this, this episode. If there's anything you'd like to learn about uh, what Carolina said today, 
leave your comments there. We'll get her to come and respond to them. Maybe on, on another episode, you know, you never know. You know, but it's been fantastic having you today. It's been absolutely right. awesome. Seriously, I've had a, I've had, I've had a, a huge, huge, fresh insight. If you like, amazing yeah. learning experience for me. You know, but thank you so much. Oh. Thank you. Oh, so sweet. Thank you. Thanks, guys. What fun. Let's do it again. Yeah, I know. So see you again to come and, you know, do my recording. I'll practice in advance. Do a lot of sight reading. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get you back in the studio because you're amazing. All right, then. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.